AJ. I'm very burpy myself. Every, I know it's these. It, it's these. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's these sparkling waters. Like that's become a consistent joke for Nicholas, and so now I've decided that every time you do that before an episode, that will be the no, cold intro. I don't like that. Well, you're gonna learn. Come on. You're either gonna learn or Gosh. you ain't. Come on. Right? You're either gonna learn or you ain't. It can be a fun joke for just us. It doesn't have to be everybody's thing. <laughs> you can be. You can either learn. Well, clearly I'm not going to learn, but surely public embarrassment is not a way to address this. Well, I guess that is the way to address it, and don't call me Shirley. Welcome back to Scotch and Splendid, guys, the podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like the most massive glass of what I can only assume is beet wine, uh, your own beet wine, at a dinner party you invited yourself to. Uh, here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking about anything and everything The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co-regional managers. I'm AJ. I'm BJ. I am Nick. And on this episode, we're bringing you back around. We're going to finish up with Dwight. Season four, rolling through some of the best moments that exist <laughs> in his character arc, development, what have you. I'll be honest with you. Um, but first, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate you coming along for the journey. We got to always remind you, give us that five-star review if you can. Uh, drop us five stars. Drop us a fan theory while you write it on Apple Podcasts if you feel so inclined. Or just tell us how much you love us or hate us. Uh, we don't mind either way. We take it with a grain of salt sometimes. And then uh, make sure if you guys do have a fan theory and you don't want to do it there, you can always shoot us an email. Uh, Scotch and Splenda podcast, all spelled out at gmail.com. No and uh, no and sign, ampersand, what have you. Uh, and then, guys, leave us a voicemail. We always look forward to your voicemails, hearing your voices here on the show. Uh, it is what that what is that number, Nick? It's 319-359-7977. You got it. Um, we're picking right back up where we left off, guys. We don't want to dawdle too much necessarily on this. Um, but uh, so we're we're gonna ex nay some whiskey today. It's a little early in the morning. I mean, for full disclosure, we are recording a little earlier today than we normally than do. We normally Usually, would. it's sort of an after work thing. And C- correct. Today, it's very much an in the morning thing. Right. Right. Um, so we we really want to dive back in and believe where we uh, left off, guys. We we left off. Um, uh, what was the episode that we we left off on? We just finished with a local ad. I local believe. ad. And we've got what's the next one after that? Then local ad finish up branch with local wars. ad, and we're here for branch wars, right? Yep, branch wars. And yep. can we can we just talk about for just a moment here how um, maybe insane Dwight is in this moment in branch wars? In branch wars, he goes he goes full like okay. So in the terrible intro, which you hate, 
of the no 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 Dwight is like dancing on top of a desk and licking a knife at one point. Yes. He's sort of got that energy, I would say, throughout most of this. And it is going not just unchecked, but I would say actively encouraged by Michael Scott. Yeah. And by the way, I think season four might be as close as Dwight ever comes to becoming a serial killer of any sort or some sort of, you know, um, maybe active shooter situation. Because... He's in full breakup mode. He is just super sad. That's upsetting. Um, I love you too. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And uh, he's in full full breakup mode essentially. And he has the audacity that Michael just says. At one point, he said to Michael, "Hey, I've got this stuff for like for for bombs." And Michael either miss mishears him or just thinks. To himself, oh, nice, stink bombs. That'll be hilarious because he's in joke mode. Yeah. However, Dwight is in full go go on to the shit mode. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. St- Dwight, yeah. Dwight Gasoline has- and rubber chunks for stink bombs. Or real bombs. <laughs> or real bombs. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe. He's maybe, to burn maybe. that mofo to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like- <laughs> Dwight has taken any cares that he had left at that point, and they have been thrown to the wind. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no shits to give. No shits <laughs> like, to give. He's like, what's going to happen? Uh, I have to I mean, imagine our, from a from a standpoint of like accountability, he just probably figures like, A, one, Michael's finally involving me in something, and he's excited about the ideas that I've brought to this, so now I'm right. excited. And two, he's got to figure if the shit hits the fan, like... He's just following orders. I'm just following orders. Like I, I have to imagine, there's got to be a train of thought in there somewhere for Dwight. Yeah, something something I, tells me that that goes back into Dwight's genealogy of his just following orders. Yes, yes. Oh no. Let's talk about Dwight's obsession with the eyes, <laughs> the groin of the face, the groin. Yeah, <laughs> the groin of the face. I mean. He he really is not. I mean, he's not wrong, right? I mean, <laughs> it's the grid is probably the groin of the face. I mean, what, what is he gonna it, blow in their eyes? Chalk dust. Chalk. Chalk dust. Yeah. Chalk dust. Chalk dust. <laughs> I say. So they get there. Obviously, the whole point of this episode is uh, Stanley's gonna transfer to um, Utica. Is that yeah. where she's at? Utica. Yes. Utica. Utica. Okay. And uh, and they go and try to i mean what is the what is the intent sabotage yeah is that really i mean that's it they call it a panty raid in utica they base and and michael kind of describes this as um he describes it as we are going to show them that they can't mess with us i think michael thinks that they're in animal house and they are getting ready to go prank another rival fraternity yes that's exactly okay. what it is. This is yep. this is Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. And we all know how obnoxiously uh, well wrong that movie is in Boy, today's culture. Has that movie yeah. not aged well? <laughs> that movie not aged well. <laughs> that dad from Lizzie McGuire was a fucking yeah. creep. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> well, his career was launched into yeah. stardom That's from true. it. So. <laughs> Given by the fact that we call him the dad from Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> yeah, we could, we couldn't tell you his real name, but, but a Disney Channel original show for those <laughs> listeners under the age of thirty-three. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie McGuire was a very popular television show back when uh, back when we were. 
11, 12 children, even less. Yeah, 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 even 13. a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, we, we yeah. all had a crush on Lizzie. I mean, LBR. Yeah. All right. Yep. Justice for Gordo. That's all I'm <laughs> Justice saying. Justice for Gordo, bro. Yeah, um, poor Gordo. He's the original friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we learned about the friend zone firsthand. Um, well, speaking speaking of friend zone, um, <laughs> Karen is not happy about this experience. Nope. <laughs> and how they destroy their copier. Um and by the way, great reference later on when we do see Michael going back to for the trainings, the sales trainings that he is doing, that we see, you can see in the background that their copier machine is now chained to the wall. Chained yep, and padlocked. Yep, and padlocked. <laughs> Whether that be just for Michael's visit or permanently, we don't know. I like to imagine that it's like that all the time because they live in a constant state of fear of them coming back and doing this again. A hundred, a hundred percent. I'm going yeah. to mark that for TikTok for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh uh, man, I forgot about that little that little Easter egg. In I there. know that's good stuff. <laughs> but but what is what is Michael and Dwight's end game? You know, it's true. And, and, and we've already talked about it. it's a panty raid. Yep, it's a prank. It's a frat war. Whatever you want to call it. But what's the end game? They're going to scare Utica They're into not wanting Stanley anymore. Right. That's it. That's all you can justify in the most. Uh, and it's not even justification. It's just it's the own, uh, own their own obnoxious mindset about what's happening here. Okay, so then if that's the case, like they're going for fear to yeah. keep Stanley, then I'm Team Dwight. Real bombs. Go real no. bombs. Huh? Oh <laughs> Go God, real bombs. No. <laughs> Stink bombs ain't going to scare them. It's going to annoy them. Hello. We're warehouse workers. Do yes. you need any more information than that? <laughs> the mustaches. The, yeah, the, must- the fake mustaches are pretty good. <laughs> I love but that every- Jim still has his on in the car when he's there by himself for at least a few minutes. Yes. Um, yeah. He, did he use the same pace that Pam used when she was at the corporate office in her Hitler costume? Right. I don't yeah. think is so, because she used oil paint. <laughs> oil paint. Jim's is like a bad spirit Halloween yeah. clearance stick on. Yeah, that he, <laughs> he got from Dwight's mustache guy. That's not the yeah. same color as his hair. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, like there's it's Dwight is Dwight is zero or 60. It's not, it's yeah. not zero to 60. It's zero or 60. Either, either he is fully willing and ready to chuck people's personal property out of a car or, or and, or, and, or, and gouge somebody's eyes out yeah. in order to secure Michael's belief in him. You, you know what I want to know with the copier? What's what's the end game? What's, you get it down the stairs. The Where do you go now? So can we say then you're in? Because aren't they in? They're in a Jim's Sebring car, or they're in uh, Michael's car. They're in I Michael's mean? car. Yeah, yeah. They're not bringing that copier home. <laughs> they're not taking it with them. I would like to imagine that they were going to like tie it to the back and try and just have it roll on its own wheels yes. behind the car. Hundred percent. That's that's the only thing. And and I think maybe it's because. Uh, their copier is in such you know poor working order yeah. that this is a way that Michael can get a new copier without having to buy one oh. or something, you know. See, I thought they were going to go full on office space out in the parking lot with it. Oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's what they use the real bombs on. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dwight Dwight says like copy and collate this. Yeah. As yeah. it explodes into many pieces. Oh no! Uh, uh, well, okay. What, 
Go ahead. Here, here, I got a question. Yeah. So it doesn't really, it's not directly related to Dwight, but we can make it about Dwight. So if you were head of the Finer Things Club, yeah, because that's right. this episode, what, uh, who would you pick to be at the table with you? Ooh, Ooh that's a good out one. of the office. That's a good one. Finer Things Club, and so I'm picking anyone in the office, right? Yep, you, it's you and two other people in the office. Who are you picking? Oh, only two other people? Well, I guess whatever. Okay. Two to two to four, okay. I guess. Okay. Because the, the Finer Things Club is three people. It's three yeah. people. But then, then they do allow Jim to join. To join. So that makes it four. So yeah. up, to, up to three other people. I think it'd be, I think I would choose Nick, BJ, and Pam. That's who my Finer Things Club is, guys. What a, oh, what a fucking wow. kiss ass. So yeah. I would go Oscar yeah. right off the bat because obviously the man knows a little bit of something about his wine, which is great. Yeah. Um, truthfully, I probably would bring Andy in um, just because. As the finance guy. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. is the guy who's <laughs> going to bankroll the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. You can upgrade your snack choice if Andy's there. Yeah. He's totally going to invest in it because his dad pays his credit cards anyways. 100%. Yeah. So I do like the idea of adding somebody like a Daryl into the mix. I like that I do that think a lot. that Daryl would have appreciation for a lot of things, but be kind of under the radar about it. Like, he wouldn't want to advertise that he's really into that book that they're reading. Oh, yeah. But yeah. he's really into the book that he's but, reading. Like, like, when it would be a moment, it would be a moment that he totally he he just has on his work uniform but then he has on like one of those hats like toby has on yeah and then um and he'll be explaining like a, a the finer details of this book and one of his one of his people down from downstairs like one of his workers or whatnot would come up and he'd be like well I don't know. And he's the, just got like he's got like yeah. a tiny triangle of a cucumber and cream cheese sandwich <laughs> yeah. on white bread yeah. with no crust in his hand. He's like he's gonna, <laughs> he's, he's gonna be like, thanks, I appreciate the snack. I didn't bring my lunch today. You know that kind of thing. Like, oh, that's how he's gonna play it off. How this damn hat get on my head? He's like, I don't know, Toby. I don't know how you can wear these things, man. I don't know how you can wear these things. That's what it's gonna be. And then by the end of it. He's going to become comfortable with himself yeah. and 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 invest into the finer things club. Yeah, I like that. What about you, BJ? Sure. Oh, easy. It's me, uh, Michael, and Toby. And me and Mike. <laughs> and I, if that's the case, then I definitely would have Jim there too. Yeah, I I want it to be me sitting, and then I want it Michael and Toby across from each other, and I'm just gonna sit there and stir the pot the whole time. Basically, just mediate. No, not even mediate. Just actually, what's in, the inflame. opposite of inflame? Yeah. The, gonna... yeah. Okay. So, so you'd basically be like, you would basically yeah. say something along the lines of, you know, because you know Michael has all, probably only like skimmed this book at best, and yep. you're gonna say something like, you know, I just don't know why they didn't give Sarah, you know, some sort of superpowers. And Michael would be like, yeah. yes, exactly. It would have made it so much more interesting. And Toby would say something <laughs> super boring. And then he'd be like, you're the worst. Like, why can't we just have fun with superpowers, Toby? You know what yeah. Michael did? <laughs> he didn't He didn't skim the book. Michael didn't even buy the book. Michael went on Amazon.com and read the 10-page sample that you get, like he does with that sample song over and over. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and yeah. he's incredibly yeah. well-versed on the first dozen or so pages of this book. And beyond that, you lose him. Yeah. And then beyond that, he's just making it up and writing yeah. his own, like he did with Threat Level <laughs> Threat Midnight. Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They would just go back and forth. I would love it. 
It's like, like, well, if we can't have superpowers, like, I feel like my default would be to be Team Michael, and I feel like we just end up ganging up on Toby so yeah. much that he'd end up quitting. That he ends so. up leaving, and we get to eat his his portion of the snacks and sandwiches. And then we eat all his cucumber slices. Yeah, eat it literally. <laughs> all right, I, I like that. Didn't mean to derail us there, but that's all right. That was a good derail. Um, well, what's, what's next? Up? What's next then? So we go from th- from there to. Survivor, Survivor Man. Survivor Man. Yeah. This is a great Dwight heavy episode with Michael. Yes. Yep. I will. He's like, I will not let him embarrass himself. I respect him too much. I will let. I will let. I will let harm harm befall him. I will him. even let him die. Let him die. But I will yeah. not let him make a fool of himself. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut to Michael with the with the paint. Like this is a beautiful piece of material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That episode was very like poorly rated and and honestly it's it's not it would never be in my top 5. I think it's a legit I, underrated episode. I feel like it's a solid yeah. middle of the pack though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good episode. Michael Steve Carell does such a good job with exactly what you just said, Nick. The, the this is a beautiful piece of material right here. Yep. And, yeah. And, I mean, he's doing everything that like Bear Grylls does, but he he's he's parroting you know he's spoofing it and yeah. it's perfect right he's like, trying to make to his, michael like, he's not too shelter and it's so terrible he, he's got he's like he says there we go this will be nice and dry and this guy this big little guy might become dunder miffin paper someday it's yeah. just a fallen tree <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i love i love when dwight is trying to observe michael yeah. using the rifle from a distance <laughs> yeah and he's favorite. like don't worry i'm just using it as a telescope the safety is on on <laughs> yeah safety is it's so good on <laughs> i took so i so i had never been hunting until a few years ago and i took uh like my hunter safety courses and stuff and i laughed so hard when i got to the section about not using the scope on your rifle or anything as a telescope to look at other things. Yeah. Because that's immediately where my mind went. Yep. Is Dwight yeah. doing exactly that with the safety off? Dude, so we get to see how resourceful Dwight really is in this scenario. Yeah. Not to mention with the uh, the the roll of knives that he offers to Michael. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that he pulls out. The way he just clears off his desk yeah. and rolls it out. 30 minutes or less, bring receipts. Like a dealer <laughs> of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, but we get to see him and Michael's out there. He, he's, he's trying, he's like, and uh, I made this spear, one of my favorite little gimmicky things where he like kind of this weird shapen stick that it's he makes so a point on. Curved. It's so bent. And like you, you kind of think to yourself, if you think like even a little deeper, you're thinking like, you know, if you would have maybe shaped it a little bit and found like something to make a string or yeah. if you had some string, you probably could have made them almost like a bow and arrow, but you took the curved wood, yeah, not to a bow, to a spear. And we're like, I know what I'm going to do with this. <laughs> this will be used to impale my lunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope something comes along because I'm getting pretty hungry. And they, he's like this. He's like, so I took this. I made this into a spear. And he stabs that knife into the log and it just tumbles off. <laughs> 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 the most unsafe thing, an unsheathed knife just tumbles away from him. And then uh, you see Dwight off in the off of the distance. He's and the like the cameraman's with him. He's found like an uh he's like, I don't know what Michael's what are they looking for out here? 
I sure hope he finds it. Pulls down a nest, pulls out eggs, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he's cooking he's cooking eggs. He's like, should be about two more minutes. This is all just like second nature to Dwight. Yeah. This is all second nature. Dwight, Dwight. really is your survivor man type guy. Yeah. And Michael is just out there completely clueless. I love well, that the, the office he is, but I mean, yeah. he's also Dwight is also that guy that's thinks he's really good at everything and he's not. Yeah. You know, that's also fair. true. Yeah. But no, this this is one like a perfect example of this is the uh, the scope, right? He's he's literally breaking gun safety 101. Oh, yeah. Right. And he's gun safety Dwight. Yeah. Exactly. It's a gr- <laughs> that's a great point. Like you, you think about that and it's it is him being resourceful but in the resourceful but in the most irresponsible way. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so it does make sense. But and then you see it, you know, it is his dedication and I think I think he did in fact stick to his guns on this, no pun intended, that he <laughs> he did in fact save Michael from whatever, you know, whether those mushrooms would have killed him or just made him incredibly sick or took taken him on some sort of ayahuasca trip. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it would have been, he did not let, you know, shame befall no, Michael. Michael. No! no! <laughs> he comes flying no! in from off screen. And he tackles him yeah. so hard. Or or him taking out the shoe to to hit him. And he's like, yeah. guys, please <laughs> just have one cathartic experience. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't even... It's so be better cramped. if we're unconscious for this. <laughs> it's so cramped in that seat ring. He gets like eight inches of wind up on that <laughs> shoe to his head. <laughs> One of the most underrated things is when he's walking Michael out to the woods and purposely walking him through all the thick bush yeah. <laughs> while Dwight <laughs> walks off to the side. Oh, dude. It's, uh, it's, he just, uh, Michael's like, yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> blindfolded uh, as Dwight's on the path and just on, taking him through you ask, thickets. And you stuff. asked for this. Uh, yep. Just some bushes and some thickets. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's like way way away from from civilization and then in the background they zoom up on like a power line. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You can hear cars going by. Yeah, the highway or something. Yeah. It's like they're like they're like 80 feet off the road. Michael Michael saying, "Looks like it's about glances at watch. 2:30 in the afternoon, 1:30 yeah. in the afternoon. It's the sun's in the Two-thirds easterly quadrant. Easterly quadrant. (laughs) What are you talking about? Michael's, I love Michael's not understanding of how the sun works as a running joke. Yes. Because he also does the, where he tells Dwight to walk, whatever, 20 paces towards the sun. At what time? Noon. 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 It's noon right now. (laughs) He's like, but, because it would be directly above above him. him. Yeah. 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 Pretty excellent. Oh, gosh. What else we got on Survivor, man? Anything? I just love the fact that after all this, you know, and Dwight Dwight didn't have that bad of a day, but but Michael has cut and retaped his pants. He's he's a mess. All of this, they still decide to go back to the office after this. Instead of just going home. Like, just go home, guys. Uh, like, go take a hot shower. Yeah. Lay, lay down on the couch. Think about what eat, you're doing with your life. Eat something, uh, you know. It's because yeah. for Michael, it was never about the Survivor Man experience. It was, per usual, all about the attention. All, all about it, the attention True. and making sure that he knows people think that he's a tough guy since he didn't get to go on Ryan's trip. 
And I love the idea that he comes back looking like he does to the office and he's been gone for like three hours. Yeah. He looks, he looks like like what the fuck happened to him? He looks like they, they handed him like clothes for a rescue victim from like, I don't know, like a burning house or something. Like we need to get these clothes off of you. And like, let's here, take these sweatpants and this sweatshirt. Yeah. Scranton sweatshirt. Like that's it. Or no, is it in Battlestar Galactica? He's wearing Dwight's clothes. I don't remember. We'd have oh, to go back and find man. it. Man, I, I think he's wearing it is. It's like a Battlestar Galactica sweatshirt that Dwight had. <laughs> um uh, one other note. Have you guys seen the extended version of this? I've seen um, I've I think I, just I the one. And uh okay, so you find out a little more of the how and the why Ryan takes this trip. Yeah. Ryan does like a talking head. Oh, and he's yes. and he's like He's like, I wanted to do a, you know, a retreat and everyone, uh, they said, no, it wasn't in the budget. So then I told everyone it was a green retreat, right. like for the environment, you know, and he's just <laughs> like, yep, you tell them it's green and then it gets approved. And he's like, you know, to be fair though, we did uh, recycle all of our bottles. Well, well okay. at least I think we did. We left them in a pretty obvious pile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and he's, he's thinking like it's scoring points with like the ladies around the corporate yeah. office or something. And he like, yeah. he throws Ooh, a bottle into a recycling bin and walks past, like looking at the camera and the girls like while walking past girls yeah. and they don't even notice or care about him. Yeah. He's just, he's, like, like, he's like, oh yeah, they want me. They want me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm young VP. Uh, what's next? What's our, what's the our deposition, the deposition, which isn't mostly is not a Dwight centric episode. But the B line is definitely Dwight and Jim because it's oh, yeah. all the ping pong. Oh, it is the ping pong, and he's oh. he's teaching him how to try how not to, to pop the mic. Challenge ping pong, ping pong. Um, he is basically teaching Dwight. He's like, all my heroes are ping are table tennis players. It, it's yeah. like the names that he rattles off are ridiculous. Yeah, Tong Hao. He's got a, he definitely loves Asian culture. Yes. And right. I feel like he feel, he thinks that the, the, the Asian sport of choice is table tennis. Yeah. So he's latched onto it because of that. He is better than Jim for sure. And then at the end you see him and Moe's going at it and they are extremely Full Olympic good. style table tennis, just 10 steps yeah. back from the table. I mean, it's like Forrest Gump level table tennis going at the end there yeah <laughs> but uh did you uh did you guys hear about how they did that no was no. it just cg it was so they they basically made the it was the ball that was cgi yeah that was that was digitally input yeah. after the fact so but they had them sitting stepping back and basically timed timed it so it would go um in the in the right way i love their, that they're with their swinging yep. with like full upper body swings of the paddle yes uh, so yes the the his his heroes are zoran primovich Janov waldner wang tao jorg robkov ashraf helmi hugo hoyama and of course andre gruba <laughs> his personal heroes he's and he has a he has a lifetime a, a life-size uh uh uh, cut out of Hugo Hoyama, uh, Hoyama in his uh, in his uh, house. The first time he ever left Scranton was for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for one of them, but I don't remember which one it is. Yes, 
But you do get the absolutely perfect moment with Dwight where uh, Jim is going down to play Daryl. Yeah. And he catches it and he's like, Daryl. He's like, Daryl's the client. No, you dumbass. He works here, dumbass. Oh. <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> he swipes it right back to him, throws the paddle down. He's gone from utterly useless to absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> useless to completely hopeless. Completely hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of all you get out of Dwight, I guess, that episode. That's true. I mean, it's just him table tennis training. Yeah. Jim. That's very fair. Um, can we just get to the next one, guys? Because I of love talking about it. Because the next go. one is dinner, dinner party. party. Dinner party. Absolute <clears throat> capital yep. F favorite episode uh, For probably party. in this podcast. Um, definitely a topper. And I mean, we've we've got we've got to start out. Let's let's just start with Dwight believing again the stepping stones that Michael will throw out, even though everyone in the office, including the, and the audience knows exactly what's going on here. He sets this all up, sets up Jim to say, and, and even says, Nope, remember you told us not to make any plans. And he goes in, well, hello. Yes, this is Michael Scott Scranton. (laughs) Well, we don't want to work. It's Friday. And I love these people. These people are my friends. Well, we're not gonna. Well, we're not gonna. Hey guys, right, I just everybody. got off the corp- I just got <laughs> off the horn with corporate, and uh, I told them that uh, that we aren't going to be doing this. Basically, so. where they can stick their little overtime, overtime. assignment. So, all right. Well, hey, happy Friday, everybody. Have a good Have a good night. And then, and then immediately he, he's remember? like, "That's what you said." So, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you and Pam want to come over for a little dinner party at my casa this evening? Dinner, uh, drinks, and dancing. Dinner, yeah. drinks, and dancing. Oh, uh, well, I'd love to, but you said you don't have plans. plans. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> got to hand it to him. Finally and got it. Dwight just assumes, of course, of course, as Michael's closest friend in the office, yeah. he would be invited. Well, and but he, it's I, for couples only. He Dwight. also assumes that what just happened was real. Yeah. yeah. He believes <laughs> Michael. Oh, it right. A, it gives a shot of Dwight while he's on the phone with, with corporate, quote, on the phone with corporate, yeah. where he's doing like the nodded head approval yeah yes. yeah yes. <laughs> and, and it's just stepping stones just step on these stones and not the hot lava dwight yes that's all he's doing to him and he comes back around and and he says he says oh andy uh andy angela if you'd like to come it's couples only and we only have six wine glasses like <laughs> i love that that's a reasoning not to invite somebody is well yeah. we only have six wine glasses um yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, so, I will say there was a time where uh, at, at our old apartment, we invited you and your now wife yeah. and then a couple other couples over for like a dinner get together. Yes. And the thought occurred to me at one point as living as just a couple of the two of us. Oh, my God. We don't have enough forks for all these people. <laughs> I had to go yeah. buy them from yeah. Target like a half an hour before you guys got there. 
<laughs> oh god like it is very funny how how like michael will justify things but really we know that this is because jan does not want dwight there right mm-hmm. do we assume right. this okay. yeah oh yeah, yeah. 100 so, because because yeah. michael fights hard for him later correct and he says you know when when so let's let's kind of skip ahead and just talk a little bit about when dwight does show up to that door at the dinner party with a full cooler with yes. wine glasses in hand like the most massive red wine glasses like bouquet glasses that you could ever think of and that cooler with his ex nanny lover yes yeah guys <laughs> un how do you pack ex nanny lover how? that is a t-shirt <laughs> yeah ex nanny lover i hate that <laughs> Uh, there, I want that on a coffee mug. <laughs> just just a silhouette of her face and that fucking hairdo she has. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll set up a red. We'll set up a uh, a merch and we'll we'll get some designs going, guys. And we'll say ex nanny lover for coffee mugs and you know some t shirts. Yeah. So, um, but I will say this. Okay, I mean the lady that got ran over by the bus and speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> What a great callback to a different show. Well played. Um, dude, <laughs> the fact, like, there is so much, there's so much written in that frame of him standing in the door like that. Yeah. There's so much writing involved that went into him showing up and, and uh, uh, behind that door. Yeah. And when they come in, and the fact that he, again, is also bringing his own food and like Tupperware and all this stuff to a dinner party. The beet salad. You you love beet salad. I know you, I know you love my beet salad. I've seen you eat it. I've seen you eat it. And I, I guys, I, I just have to say it. Like it's, it's one of the, again, the funniest shots in this show to me is him just going in on that turkey leg in a camp chair. Yes. Like a fold out camp chair. In like the corner of the room. The corner of the room of the table sitting down there go into town on that turkey leg with the biggest pour of what I can assume is some sort of beet wine yeah. in yep. front of him because no one else wants to drink the beet wine. It's not even supposed to be a red. That was his shot at a Chardonnay. It's yeah. <laughs> and, and he's sitting, he, that thing is poured almost to the brim and you know, it's not, it's not, it's not proper or like easy it's not uncommon knowledge that a wine glass is only poured maybe like a quarter of the way up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wait, wait, AJ, I got it. You got it? Beat nor noir. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Beat no noir. Beat no noir. Well, nobody wants any of it. Just like we didn't <laughs> want any of that joke. <laughs> But I, I do, appreciate that. I do love Pam's reaction at the doorway of awesome. It's, yeah, when, <laughs> awesome. when they are just stoked She's because so they know that there's one thing that can help distract this awkwardness and focus on the game that Jan and Michael are playing. See who yeah. can make their guests more uncomfortable. Yeah. And they're both winning. And they're both winning <laughs> is, is Dwight. Dwight will salvage this somehow. Yeah. It's. It's amazing to watch it unfold and and she's like the the uncomfortableness of of Nanny Lover is literally God. Can we just find uh, out her I'm gonna name go. so we could stop calling her that? I thought it was like uh like uh Beatrice or something. It's something it's very not Beatrice. <laughs> 
something <laughs> very it's me. something very old world. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> well, look it up for uh, me. Okay. Um, he's a generous lover and was the sweetest baby. And was the sweetest baby. He's like, can I have your email? I have so many questions. E- email? Yeah. As she's like chewing through her own beet her salad. Her own beet salad. Email? I, I think I'm going to go. Fine. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even look up. And then after the whole debacle is done, when he's got Michael in the car, yeah. they see her at the bus stop, and yeah. then just keep they driving, just keep driving. It's <laughs> yeah. It was purely carnal. Don't be. It's purely carnal. <laughs> yeah. uh, her name was. It was. She was played by Beth Grant. Okay. And her name was Melvina. Melvina. No, I told you it was old God, world. That's Melvina Whitaker. <laughs> Yikes. Oh man. I'm telling you, man. Like when they when when he steps in and you can see like the the mild disdain and like aversion that Michael has of like, oh God, no, please. Jim, Pam, please. My apartment's on fire. Flooded. What <laughs> it's like you can come home and live with me, Michael. And he grabs yeah. his stuff and we're listening to Hunter's C D. Took me by the hand. Yes. Made me a man, man. that one night, one night, you made everything all right. <laughs> there it is. There's the Andy. Him playing into that is also wonderful. Yes. I think this is a great moment where you, like, and not to sidestep away from, like, our, our Dwight focus, but I do think that it is um, just amazing when you get these tighter ensembles together and you put them in in a in a in a tight room in a tight space and you let them do what they do yeah. and you say i mean ed helms is just being andy yeah in this moment that he i have to imagine that he pulled that out and people saw it and were like oh my god that's fucking <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy improvises accompanying a cappella. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, the fact that that happens, and then he goes home, like D- Dwight, Dwight showing up to this and giving us maybe some of the best physical comedy, like or, or prop comedy in in honestly the show is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, them going home with the Trans Am and Michael sitting out the window, just head like, all the way out, like just yeah, just reveling in his in his scenario in his situation in the drama of what just like occurred well i I love that i like that dwight and melvina you said melvina melvina show up right at the time where uh, if they just showed up 15 minutes prior michael would not have defended dwight's presence being there probably right but because they show up in the middle of the fight and the argument with jan he's like he's like you said he wasn't part of a couple, and that we only had six wine glasses. He brought a couple, and he brought his own wine glasses. So, can we come <laughs> can in? We come <laughs> in? <laughs> We're here to have dinner and party. Uh, all right, guys. I got another one. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can invite four people, up to six, okay. for a dinner party from the Office universe of the entire start-to-finish show for a little dinner dancing and... Uh, drinks, drinks, drinks. Yeah, who would you invite from the entire show? From the entire show. If, so if if I am, so I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this straight. I'm going to take this one straight rather than kooky. 
Okay. Okay. I'll go. I was already going to go kooky, so this is okay. perfect. I'm going to invite Jim. Yep. Daryl. Okay. I am going to, um, and I'm, are we assuming like couples or is this just individuals? Just individuals. Like, so you could say, I'm going to invite Jim and Karen. Like, okay. I mean, this is from the entirety of the show and you can pick your timeline. Yeah. Or, or, or sorry, time does not exist. Time does not exist, essentially. Okay. So and that's what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, cause I'm, we all know this. I'm team Karen. Yeah. I just have been. Sorry. Um, I'm inviting Jim, Daryl, uh, Karen, and I am inviting, um, I'm going to invite Rolando. <laughs> her um, her uh, admin <laughs> yep. Utica. Yeah. Okay. And I'm also. You're late. <laughs> I think I think Rolando's got it all together. I think Rolando's a cool is is outside of work. I think I bet he's super cool. Um, and I'm also I am going to invite. Uh, let's see, that's three, four. That's four. I've got four there. And there's the, yeah. If I need one more, um, I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna invite Michael. Yeah. All right. Nick Nicholas. Okay. I want Jim. I want. Michael, I want Dwight. Along with those three, I want Clark and Jan. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Because I want to watch that train wreck. Oh. You might as well just invite Hunter, too. Jesus. (laughs) I want want the train wreck of uh, Jan, Michael, and Clark. Actually, throw me Holly in there too, just for funsies. Oh, that sounds fine. Um, I, but I'm, I'm going to say I would advise you not to host that in your own home. Oh no, for sure. Not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, meet meet at be, a Chili's. Be, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Bj, home, of course. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> mine is Robert California Ooh, and Michael Bob Bobby Cal. Yeah, David Wallace. Okay, Charles Minor. Those are the four. I want a. A leadership roundtable where I can just we can sit have dinner and I can just you know ask questions like why why did we do this why did you know and I want to see and I know we talked about it but I want to see Michael and Robert California interacting with each other would you would you get Joan Bennett in there sure if I can have an, if I can if I could add more I'd get Joe in there and I'd also get shit I'd throw Nelly in there oh god Joan's, Joan's <laughs> fucking dogs just running around all over the place uh, yeah joe's fucking dogs <laughs> well, i mean they're coming to my house they can play with the joe joe's dogs can play with my dogs outside they'll they'll have a blast they'll be running around they'll pee on all the snow they don't let my dogs hump each other they don't seem to know their brothers <laughs> yeah, well, and a fun fact neither do mine and they hump each other so it's all good they'll fit right in <laughs> there you go i actually think that would be wonderful you know what you could actually host a pretty a pretty nice like kind of get together um, you know, if you got like a pool table, they all probably will drink a good whiskey or scotch. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and I think, I think after, after the dinner, it kind of get it turned up a little bit. I think Robert gets it going and, yep. you know, Joe is probably a ton of fun. I bet you is. get her once you get a glass of, a glass of, uh, beat no noir in her. Oh, we, yeah. know, we know Bobby Cal's is down. Bobby yeah. Cal is going to bust out the cocaine at some point. Oh, yeah. He's got he's, the Colombian lights. I like the idea that Joe Bennett is not a stranger to that either. Oh, honey, I've been around <laughs> since the 80s. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. You know it. Uh, 
<laughs> All right. What's next? What's next? <laughs> I love that. Uh, next That's is gonna the get chair model. Out of hand. Which and, one? Uh, chair model. Chair model. And the beginning of chair model, the extended cut <sighs> is the opening scene is Michael at uh, Fruit Farms checking out of his yeah. stay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this I wanted to bring this up because this means that we we don't know the exact duration, or do they mention that it's like three weeks, isn't it? He's he been there yeah, a while. It's, it's been a, yeah, it's been yeah. They say the time frame. It's been three weeks, or it's been four weeks, or whatever it is. And then and then he like Mose has that massive plate of bacon yeah. that he brings out during during the uh, the extended cut. Um, and is this is it Michael? Uh, because I think the extended cut is with uh, Jim, but one of them has a diners club card, and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't take it or something. <laughs> I don't know if that's Michael or if it's Jim, but and and Jim would obviously just be making it up. Yeah, he's like, do you yeah. accept diners club? He's like, no, we don't accept diners club, Jim. But then yeah. somehow he he convinces like Dwight to run his own card or something. Yeah, Michael does something in a very similar fashion. He's like, what? You're charging me for this, Dwight? Like, he's like, I thought we were friends. I thought I was like able to stay here and stuff. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I can't he remember. definitely guilts Dwight into letting him stay for free. Correct. And the yeah, amount he of ends bacon, up, like ripping up the bill. Yeah, that's right. And the amount of bacon that must be, they must go through. Yeah, they have pigs on that farm, don't they? Oh yeah. Are they? Are they doing it fresh? Yeah, I have to oh, imagine. Wow. Probably. <laughs> That's probably the best bacon ever. Dwight's got his own slaughterhouse and stuff, as as evidenced in the episode where Andy and Angela are touring yes. the wedding venue. The, oh my god, that's right. Oh, dude, could you slaughter the entrees the day before? The day before, I like that he calls if, them if we the entrees. entrees. Yeah, <laughs> if oh. we pay extra, if we pay extra, I would consider it. See, making moves. Uh, <laughs> Why is that indoors? <laughs> Steps of the cow pie in the kitchen. In the kitchen. So, chair model. Dwight Dwight works very hard with Michael to get him a lady. Yeah. And we see a lot of people who are just like, we get the Wendy's joke. We get everyone else who's like kind of saying this stuff. And, And Dwight says, no, I will get you this woman. Yeah. And then he finds out that she's dead. She was so young, so innocent. She's stoned. She was apparently. so young. And yeah. Now is dead. And now is dead. <laughs> she's dead. And them, I, honestly, honestly, the biggest part of this for me for Dwight is them singing in the graveyard. Yep. Oh, you believe in rock and roll and his music. Save your more soul and can't teach me how to real soul. <laughs> Rhythm and blues. <laughs> Rhythm and blues. <laughs> this will be the day that I Because they're like dancing aggressively too, so yeah. he's out of breath. <laughs> I do love, I wish I had Dwight's whole rundown in front of me of how he tracks down the oh, chair yeah. model lady. Cause it's pretty excellent. He like, he like calls the catalog, calls the catalog, which, which refers him to, him to modeling, modeling agency to a, yeah, which sent him to a photographer 
A Spaniard. A Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a whole ordeal. Spaniard. He goes down this huge list of stuff. Who, and then he finds her deceased. Who gave me this address? For one, uh, something uh, Shablovsky. Yep. Deceased. Deceased. <laughs> and then it just immediately flashes to Michael. She's dead? She's dead? She's so young. She was, was so, young. so young. And now and is now dead. She's dead. <laughs> so innocent. She's stoned, stoned apparently. She was stoned apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I that is that is one of my favorite parts between him and him and Dwight uh, or Michael and Dwight. Um, but that's all I can think of honestly for this episode, other yeah. than like kind of that cold open of it all. Yep. There's not a lot else that's coming to mind for me either. BJ, yeah. you? No, no. And uh, this, I mean, truly middle of the pack episode for me. Yeah, like, yeah. As as far as I mean, every episode in season four is pretty good. Yep, pretty good. It's a it's tough competition to be like a standout. I mean, how are it? Maybe part of it is because it's the episode that aired after Dinner Party. Mm-hmm. Like, what a hard follow up. Yeah. You know? right. But after uh, after Chair Model is Night Out, which is and that's a that's a, a big Dwight episode. One. Great, great episode. Great, great Dwight moments in this. That'd be like this would be like a top. 20 to 25 episode for me. For Is that sure. right? Yeah. I think it's really strong. And I think if finally we get to see Dwight breaking out a little bit and saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go and, and have some guy time. And uh, you get Andy who's like, yeah, I'm so ready for some bro time. He's like, nope, nope. Singles only. Can't have anybody weighing us down. Yeah. Can't be, Cur- can't, can't be bad three. luck. Curse, Curse of three. three. Can't have yep. any bad luck tonight. Andy can't take any chance on curses. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So so then you get, you get him going out and uh, we get to see some game from Dwight. Yeah. What the heck? Some accidental this in the past, but like Dwight, Dwight has that exactly that accidental game. Do you think part of it is his, uh, his aloofness and his, uh, the fact that he doesn't try. Well, I have to imagine what it is with Dwight is like, yeah. it's got to be the psychology behind the, uh, uh, God, who is it that talks about like negging girls? And he's like, yeah. oh, Andy. Andy. And he's like, do people, do guys do that? Jim's like, guys with girlfriends don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I have to imagine it's supposedly like that psychology that Dwight is just constantly got this like, oh, I'm so confident in myself and I'm so much better than everyone yes. around me type of attitude. Yeah, that's that's. But what they're his... like, oh my God, what a dweeb. And he's like, he's like, why are you so tall? Yeah. And they're like, oh, God damn. It's like, wow, <laughs> he's, coming, this guy? he's coming right out the gate with this. Yeah. <laughs> How did, just, how did you all find each other? How did you all find each other? Like there was some sort of like online forum and they were like, yeah, yeah let's meet up here at yeah. this time. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that he doesn't get it. He's so unsocially aware of the way he does things. And especially, I, I love this mentality and I will, I'll try not to make this a tirade by any means, but this is the mentality of like small town to big city. Like, Everyone in the big city assumes like life in small town is so like, man, it's kind of cool and it's rough and it's kind of like interesting and like, yeah. man, there's really something, there's something here, man. It's just like the roots. It's like the, yeah. like when he's talking to uh, Ryan and Troy, he says, how's the beat? How's the farm, man? He's like, oh, good. It's weevil season, but we were prepared. And he's like, weevils crazy. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. And obviously they're extremely high. Yeah. They're on, they're on yeah. Coke and like, 
just going back and forth on this, like, wow, that's so interesting. It's so crazy. Oh, it's the same thing we saw with um, uh, Isabel. Yeah. And and he and she's like, you have horses? Yeah. That's You're worried awesome. about your horses? horses? Oh, yeah. wow. That's interesting. Oh, man. It's so yeah. neat. And I, I just, I love that mentality that he just falls into. Yeah. Uh, in these in these clubs and these scenarios of of potential dating, you know what I mean, and like yeah. the drink, yeah, anything could dumps have been it. in there because they send him the drink. I love that he dumps it in the ice bin too. <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't just he doesn't just I dump know. it out. He dumps it in the ice bin, so they're now going to have to empty that entire thing, clean it, and refill it. Well, in now a, it's, in, in and a, he immediately gets another drink with that ice. So yeah. here yeah. goes here here goes back to the Survivor Man where Dwight is. He's really bad at what he thinks he's good at. So yeah. he just so he thinks, hey, there could be poison in this. Right. I'm I'm gonna destroy it by destroying it. He pours it into the ice bin, which then immediately the bartender makes him a dr- new drink with that ice. Which I have to imagine that he did out <laughs> of spite. Right yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and then and then because that's a if busy poison, bar. Now, not only has he poisoned himself, he's poisoned everybody Everyone else in there. The bar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way. Oh my gosh! Yes, he he. <laughs> In the community ice bucket. Yeah. Nice poured, try, idiots. He, he poured a potentially hazardous drink into the community ice bin. Yeah. That's great. Um, <laughs> and we we also he he's he's still finishing up and he's making out with that girl. Yeah. And then she's like, call me. And Michael I'm Michael takes her. pictures and sends it to everybody. To everyone who stuck. is yeah. stuck back in that building. Oh, and that's oh. such a you hear like the wave of text message notifications <laughs> go off <laughs> and then the wave of everybody's displeasure reaction to it. It's like <laughs> And that was that was probably a time really before group messages was a yeah. thing, right? Like but, you could send out you could send out mass text, but it all hit your phone individually. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and so, keep in mind, keep in mind this too. Uh, Michael's assuming that everyone's gone home at this point, so yeah, they correct, should yeah. all be getting this individually, not all at collectively. Home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stanley's going to be getting that in the bath with uh, a glass with of the, red wine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's correct. But I was going with it. But <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like you got No, you. It's just like think of like Angela sitting at home and just gets a text of Dwight making out. Oh, with dude. Someone from, I I pray with, that that's that's the thing. You know. <laughs> Uh, I, well, it's I wish so, it was. It's so good because it is. It is fun to watch, watch Dwight's accidental game. Yeah, and then like the juxtaposition of comparing that to something like uh, when Kelly kisses him unexpectedly, and he's not, and he's like, "Why did you do that?" Yeah. <laughs> the just, man should do that. Just so that. incredibly <laughs> uncool in that moment. <laughs> yeah. But, yep. And she's like, "Call me." He's like, "Yeah." I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to call her. <laughs> Do not take him to a hospital. <laughs> yeah. His his social awkwardness of not being able to address the fact that Troy is a short guy without comparing him actively to a hobbit. To a hobbit. Like, uh, he full yeah. on believes he's got, he's yeah. a hobbit. Like, or he's some sort of uh, Tolkien, you know. Yeah, he's a normal character. He reminds me of a Tolkien guy. character. And then, yeah. and then Ryan tries to like smooth it out. He's like, yeah, man, he's a regular banking, banking wizard. wizard. He's like, no, not a wizard, a hobbit. A hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's when this is again. I think we kind of I, I made this like realization, and I I didn't know if it was 
more common knowledge that other people put this together very easily. But it was the idea that um, that Ryan tells Michael, Ryan tells Michael, always tell him you're in finance. Yeah. So Michael goes on to say he's a bank teller. Yeah. Well, he also says that Troy is a regular banking wizard, meaning that he they're telling everyone that maybe Troy is also saying he's in finance. Yeah. And so, but then it comes back around. He's not actually in finance. You guys made made the mention that he is probably just a drug dealer. Yeah, he's probably Ryan's drug dealer slash friend. Okay. And I I wanted to know where you guys stood on that with that like realization of like, so Troy's not actually in banking. He just has a nice suit and you know, kind of has this Ryan vibe. Yeah. And that's that's what he goes and does. He just dates, I- he tells people he's in finance. I think he's got a real job too. You think he's got he a could, real job? He could actually work in finance. He okay. could actually work in, but I don't. Yeah, for him calling him a banking wizard is strange to me. I wonder if Troy works in like, like the computer programming back end of it or something. Yeah, and that's why he's like, oh, he's a regular banking wizard. Banking wizard. He's he's works in like l- loans or something, yeah. maybe even or like, oh, he, yeah, at, at a bank, he just he does car loans or something yeah, who knows he handles underwriting yeah. mortgages or right. some shit like that yeah troy yeah. seems like that guy who has the worst if you work for a bank there's like that position that's got to be the worst position ever of that <laughs> bank and it's the one that you're the person calling the people that are defaulting on loans <laughs> oh yeah he sits he's got he's got the headphones with the microphone built in yeah and he's just hi is this john John. John, according to our uh, system here, you're three months behind on your car. Click. Like, <laughs> when, when do you think you'd be able to make a payment? No wonder he's got to take. No, it would need to be at least the minimum amount. No, we'd at least have to have this. I, I've had two friends that have both worked in collections at one point or another, and both of them, independent from each other, have described it as like the most soul crushing work they've ever had. <laughs> Have yeah, you, that'd be uh, awful. Oh, yeah. Have you guys watched yet? Have you guys watched, uh, I think it's called tele, Telemarketer or like the, the telemark, Telemarketing or something like that. It's on huh. it's on Amazon or Netflix. I can't remember which one, but it shows about, it basically is uh, about these guys documented back in the 90s. They were making calls for um, like the police um like legion you know or like uh like union unions yeah they were making calls for the unions and then it they basically start uncovering all these like like how where the money's actually going and how much actually goes to these police unions and then where it funnels through and how high up it actually goes and it all starts with them documenting like little things and trying to get donations for these that's wild and so the donations that they're calling for he said we would go into work and it was like going to a barbecue but you had to make calls during the day yeah there were people doing drugs drinking on like in these places just doing whatever Jesus. they fucking wanted as long as they were making calls and getting some sales in throughout the day. That's wild. It was insane. Uh, Definitely go check it out. Sorry, that's a, okay. that's a tangent. Side note. Yeah. <laughs> Find it and watch it. It's so interesting. Anyways, guys, soul-crushing soul work, right? Um, and what's next? Well, after after that is Did I Stutter Ooh. with Stanley, but I don't... I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering if there's a lot of, like... It's really Dwight-centric. It's stuff really just that. Dwight buying the is, car, right? 
he, yeah. he does buy the car and he also explains to Michael um, the emergency plan that he yeah. can put in place that yes. puts Dwight in control and he promises he'll give it back once it's been resolved. Yeah. He, okay, so and he's had this thing <coughs> for a while, obviously, yeah. right? Because it's like it's like color, it, it's like printed, you know, like yeah. he didn't just make this. this he didn't just been, run down to Kinko's and he's like, how quick can you whip this up? Yeah. No, I, like, where does he have this stored? <laughs> he's got to have like 50 different like, okay, here's what, here's the, here's in chart, like here's what we do in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Here's what we do in a, you know, like yeah. if there's a earthquake, you right. know, like just going down the list of one after another and, and here's like, uh, so so what are the two lists he shows like so Jim is in charge of Stanley when it comes to sales related matters right and then However, the black one is obviously when uh, Dwight takes over everything yes right that's right so and then, in, in anything sales related it could be Jim but he does not have the authority to fire him right and Ryan does have the authority but that's why it's a yellow line yellow the color of the coward because it zags <laughs> you it zigs Zig- past you and zags to Ryan Yep, making, making you, you appear weak. Making you appear weak, hence the yellow line for cowardice. For cowardice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I do I do love him uh buying and immediately flipping Andy's car. Yes. That's pretty good. And trying to use those same negotiation tactics on Michael to give him ultimate Julius Caesar esque power. Right. And he, he says he, he basically sell sell me this car. Look. You knock, you knock 10, 15% off right now, and I'll buy this car. It's like, sell, this, sell it to me. Sell it to me. Sell me the car. Shake my hand. Three, two, Make this deal. Make this deal. Now, say yes. Yes. Okay. And, and Andy's and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. all enthusiastic. The moment of him using that little pointer thing to nudge Michael's face back to him yeah. is also one of those moments. I don't understand how they, they could possibly do that straight. Yeah. Um, well, there's right. there's no way that they didn't break fifteen times. I think, I, I think I've seen I think I've seen that blooper that it just kept happening. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then but do bow you do oh what's Dwight up to oh probably nothing just making my car it's like cleaning up my car rooted to cow to cow. It's like, oh, excuse me, while I monitor a three-way bidding war for my car. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that he then advertises it. Advertises it in the office on the bulletin board. Yeah, yeah. like, like Andy wasn't able to sell it for cheaper to any of these people prior, but now he's definitely not going to be able to sell it cheaper. Yeah, that's where his advertisement started. Was it in the office? Yeah, yeah. But the whole point of this was to show Angela, yeah, that yeah. that he's a bigger man or whatever he's than Andy, superior. right? That he's the superior uh, male for her, and he does. <laughs> he does at one point say to or Angela says to Andy, and it's like I can't believe he did that. Like uh, something along the lines of like they're walking out the door in the extended cut, and and Angela basically just says, "No, he bested you." Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. And it's just like not really just not supportive of Andy. At no, all. not at all. And it's just like still kind of enthralled with 
with Dwight, as we see, she's just too stubborn and not cute as a button, you know? Not at she's all. She's cute as a button, but she unfortunately, isn't. Dwight killed, Mercy killed her cat. Yeah, and well, so. did the right thing. Um, you know, far, farmers have the, have the stomach to do what city folk cannot. So, do you guys like the episode, Did I Stutter, or would you call it a cringe app it's it's not my favorite it's not my favorite either i think that it does it does garner some some character development especially and relationship development especially between michael and toby even though you have to watch the extended cut to really see a lot of that um yeah but in the end i i don't it's not a big and it, it does also help with you know michael's relationship with stanley and yeah. you know even others in the office like he can assert himself when he needs to it makes me dislike stanley more than it makes me feel anything else in that episode which is which is not my my favorite thing it makes me i don't think less of stanley which is not a hard thing to do considering stanley's kind of a big piece of shit anyways but yeah (laughs) i will i will say as far as the episode goes it's not one of my favorites but it does have one of my favorite definitely a top 10 joke for me of the entire series yeah which is where toby comes in and tries to get michael to handle the situation and he's like stanley was blatantly insubordinate you need to have a discussion with him and he's like well i'm going to but i'm also not feeling very well so i might go home early today and he's like you know michael Sometimes my daughter Sasha's stomach hurts when there's a mean girl at school. And he's like, well, sometimes my stomach hurts when you come into my office. So oh. it's probably psychological. Probably psychological. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I also love it's like that. That wasn't insubordinate. That was us being friends. Okay. Yeah. He said, did I stutter? And I said, whoa, 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 what? Dog. And, <laughs> dog. Okay, you're just, so you're, you're so white. You're so yeah. white. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. But again, Dwight, not a, a central focus other than the fact that he is just trying to undermine Andy and uh, Angela yeah. um, by besting him about his car. For so, sure. And he does. What do we got left? Well, after that, you go to Job Fair, which is the penultimate episode. Mm. Uh, well, I guess... The the last one is a two parter, but Goodbye Toby yeah. is a is a two parter. But this is your your second to last like full episode. Okay. Well, and I think honestly, th- there's there's not too much here other than the fact that Dwight and Angela essentially eventually become like the last ones um in in the office, right? Yeah. It was As, like it was like right away. Yeah. Like they spent the whole day together in the office alone. Yeah. And they didn't say a word to each other the whole day. Right. I mean, that, I mean, that's like Dwight's entire plot of this. I mean, it's a very, very, very boring C plot. Right. Yeah. Of this. Because the A plot is the job fair. The B plot is the golfing. This would be like yeah. the D plot. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I like when he tries to, when Dwight calls Michael to try and, or when Michael calls, excuse me, and Dwight tries to tattle about everybody going home. And he's like. He's like, I, I'm not there. Jim's not there. Who cares? Who cares? Like, they don't. Why should they that. have to be there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like to work, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's like just to work. <laughs> it's like when Michael put his foot in his mouth with Jan. He's like, he's like, uh, just to be honest, they just don't get a lot done when I'm not here. Actually, no, no. That's I'm a good delegator. They get more I can't work delegate. done. Yeah, I know how to delegate. They uh, might get more delegate. done when I'm not here. Actually, the same amount of work gets done whether uh, I'm here or not. I'm here <laughs> or not. All right, we will be back. 
Keep working. Slay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uncomfortable. But uh but in and and Dwight's Dwight's first and foremost thing is when Michael is not here, Jim is in charge. When Jim is not here, Andy and I are in charge. When Andy is not here, you report to me. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, and if and if you if you if you plan to leave, then there will be repercussions. Like what? I will tell on you. I will tell on you. Yep. And, and he calls Michael, has that conversation. Do not worry. I have taken. I have taken. Everyone in the office is left except for me, uh, Angela and myself. Do not worry. I have taken a role and I have docked each of them a sick day. And then or a, does, pers- a personal yeah, day. Personal and then he day. does yeah. the. He does. I'm not there. Jim's not there. Who like, cares? Who who cares? I'm not there. Jim's not there. Why should they have to be there? And so what else it. is up? <laughs> Click. Oh, <laughs> hangs up on him. Yeah. Oh, it, it, like and when Pam walks in, just to, and like she like Dwight sees her walk in and yeah. then basically just leave. And he's just like, what? Because <laughs> she comes in, goes to the copier, pulls open the train, grabs one piece of paper, shows it aggressively to the camera and then walks yes. out. Yes. And I like to think that like even that cameraman doesn't even know what's going on because, because that cameraman's been, there been isolated at the office watching Angela and Dwight all day. And yeah. Pam walks in, grabs a piece of paper, shows it to the camera. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then she leaves. It's like, you'll get it later on. I'm sure in the editing room. Can we just, can we just agree to that? How ballsy of it or how ballsy was it of Pam to just grab one piece of I paper? Agree. Why like, wasn't unless, she? Unless she's really looking for an excuse to not be there at the job fair. And she's like, well, maybe I'll bring this back and he'll hate it and I'll have to leave and come back again. But she seems annoyed when he asks her to go get the paper in the Correct. first place. Well, it, well, I said, are you sure, Michael? Are you sure you only want to bring one piece of paper? <laughs> and you said, Pam, Pam, Pam. And then you sneezed in my tea and you said, it's just allergies. Do you remember that? You said one piece of paper is all it takes to change the world. I I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I don't know why she wouldn't just grab the paper, like a stack of paper, leave it in the car even. Just grab a ream. Just grab a ream and just leave the bulk of it in the car. And then like every time this inevitably happens again within this like four hour period of time that you just go and grab another piece of paper. What is this? This isn't Dunder Mifflin paper. This is some Pendleton Pendleton crap. crap. Pam, 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 Pam. We're dying here. Okay. And when 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 that when that when that all transpires, um I she comes back, gives the paper to him, and then he hands it almost immediately to another kid and says, You can keep that. Yeah. yeah. In the extended cut. It's very cringy. It does seem like he is like almost kind of stalking this kid who's kind of just trying to be friendly. Yeah. And he's got the popped collar. I don't know if you guys watched the extended cut on this yeah, recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cool kid. But the cool kid with the pop collar. And then you see like the next shot of him and that kid together. That kid is just like, I don't, this guy will not leave me alone. And Michael's got his collar popped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so rough, dude. Like, I, you just don't, but again, I guess you don't get a ton with Dwight no. beyond the boring D plot that you're saying, BJ. So, yeah. Um, goodbye, Toby. It's yeah. been nice. Hope um, you find your paradise. paradise. 
I think uh, is this the moment? Is this the moment where we kind of see? Uh, well, no. I guess it's really just him. He sees Angela and Andy get engaged. Yeah. At this point, there's and, really not a ton of Dwight. I feel like in this one either. Off yeah. the top of my head, it's. I mean, it's mostly Michael, Jim, and Pam. Yep. Toby being gone, Michael meeting Holly and falling in love with Holly he immediately. Is, he is trying to haze Holly. Yeah, I guess you do get the hazing with, with him. Meredith, and, yep. Yeah. That's about it. Dwight explains to Holly that Kevin is uh, <laughs> mentally delayed, we'll say. Dude, uh, okay, this might be one of the better things, actually. I'm glad you brought this up. The fact that Dwight convinces Holly... And what's Holly to do? Yeah. Not believe him in some capacity? Yeah. Like, yeah, equal opportunity why, employer thing. Why would somebody lie about that? Right. She would have exactly. to think in any moment of doubt. Why would somebody make as that an, up? Especially as an HR individual. Yeah. Honestly, the worst person you could play this prank on is the HR rep. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. How is there not immediate repercussions for for this going on? Because Michael doesn't hold anybody accountable. This is this AJ. is one I don't know. Did <laughs> and he we talk- is the leader of the office. Oh, man. <laughs> Did we talk about this one during our pranks at all? Oh, we had a section where so. we talked about like top top pranks that definitely would have gotten them fired. Right. <laughs> like that's one of those. Yeah. I think that is one that would have absolutely gotten them gotten him fired. Um I but here's the thing though, is like the way that she finds out it isn't actually makes her seem like the villain it makes her seem yeah. like the the bad person here yeah right so uh, maybe in her head she's like okay like dwight made a joke it was not appropriate but at the end of the day like i didn't do any sort of recon i didn't follow up i didn't have a conversation with kevin you know like or I just, yeah. or talk to michael about or it or talk really. to michael about it or anything yeah. i just assumed he was and then i told him in very loudly in front of the entire office that you know, he has special, you know, needs or whatever. And then he doesn't, he's like, she's kind of the villain Yeah. at, yeah. The, end, at the end of this. So her, in her head, she's probably like the quicker we can drop this and move, move on and move away right. from it, the better. And so, you know what? You're right. Because it, there's really no point, even though she says, she does say to Michael, like, good for you guys, like with Ke- like hiring Kevin and stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. or it says like, I'm, it's like, I think it's really cool that you hired Kevin. Oh, well, thank you. You know, that's yeah. what she says. Um, Michael doesn't understand he doesn't why understand he's the just context. like, yeah, okay. She thinks Kevin's cool. Yeah. And so, and then you've got, um, uh, you, you, you realize that she never ever, there was no one ever involved in it outside of her and Dwight really Yeah, in this, in this understanding of what's happening. So yeah, you're, that's a good point. Um, but I mean, I think that's the biggest prank. And then honestly, he's, he's pretty much destroyed after this. Well, yeah, he tries to, uh, he tries to put the raccoon in her car with Meredith. Right. Um, doing some playful hazing. Yes. Of which Michael defends that there is no such thing as playful hazing. Even though he's the one who bingo brought it up in the first place. He's got to be the good guy. Yep. So, <laughs> man, oh, man. What else? Anything else for Dwight, guys, on season well, four? No, he's just, he's left kind of devastated with that long shot of him as he's like, it's it's him and don't him and Angela make eye contact for a minute there, and then and then she accepts the proposal. Yeah, I hope 
I hope Andy and Angela will be very happy together. Well, the like the after yeah. cut, the the cutscene or whatever the the tag at the end of this is him and Angela doing it on the accounting desk. Oh, yep. that's right. And then Phyllis walks in on him. Phyllis yeah, walks so in. So he doesn't leave. The, season four leaves a very happy Dwight at the end. That's yeah, a that's good point. Um, yeah, it's a it's a happy Certainly ending a for surprise, Dwight. Surprise, Dwight. It's a happy ending for Dwight at that at that moment in yeah, time. Um, nice. It's a but it is also a surprise. Yeah, having Phyllis walk in, it's kind of like a runner's high. Yeah. And then you just see them. <laughs> did we did we realize or do we recognize whether or not um, did we make a connection maybe of where approximately they were doing it? Was it on Oscar's, Oscar's desk, desk it looks at like. that point, or was it on Angela's? Do we think or like in it would have been Oscar's because he they were on the. Well, it would have been probably on that, probably in the middle of both. That corner, right? Almost, yeah, it would have, well. like, because they were behind the partition. Where, right. Dwight? Where, Dwight? I think you I already think you know. know where. <laughs> you already know. God. Well, <laughs> Disgusting. I, where, Dwight? Where, Dwight? <laughs> the voice crack is so good. He covers his mouth. <laughs> Seems that you already oh, Well, season four, Dwight, guys, it's a big one. There's a lot yeah. going on for our main character of the office in this. Um, lots, lots that that is that happens. Um, a big arc for him and his relationship with Angela. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we get to it. We basically move on uh, into watching him try to basically sabotage. Andy and Angela in the future. So yep. that's where we go from there. So, uh, well, that might be it for that part. I hope we got at least a little bit left, though, BJ. We sure do. You know what time it is. It's time for Office Olympics. It's my favorite part of the show. It's where I make up a game and I make AJ and Nick play it. So basically, I say dance and they say, How high? How high? I say jump. They say, On who? Hey, so Office Olympics is. Brought to you by Forefathers. So hey. Forefathers hey, Clothing. Pew, 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 pew. The weather is getting colder. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 dropping here for sure. Guess what we're making for dinner tonight, guys? Chili? Chili. Yeah. Chili. All this stuff. Hey, we're doing chili tonight. First big chili night. And what goes better with chili than the new Forefathers hoodies? They just released their new line of hoodies. Oh, man. So, so sweet. So go to the show link. We'll have a link down there. You can get 20% off uh, with the code Scotch and Splenda and take advantage of these awesome clothes. They're, it's amazing, high-quality materials, super fun patterns, and just show off your dad bod, whether you're a dad, a fur dad like me, or a, a, a human dad like AJ. Yeah. Nick, you just got one. I did. Uh, it's which the one man cave pattern. Oh yes. It's Hell yes. Very, very cool. It's actually it's still sitting here on the desk right now. It's got um, uh we got it looks like we've got uh whiskey decanters, whiskey glasses, fireplaces, cigars, cigar cutters. Oh man. Um we have uh cigar boxes. I do like that some of the whiskey bottles appear to be Blanton's bottles, but instead say forefathers, and instead of having a riding horse on the top, they have a small little man playing golf. Forefathers Hell is yes. all about those details. They're sweet. And they're it's extremely comfortable. Incredibly detailed. <laughs> and uh so soft. I think that's going to be a perfect a perfect vibe for you, sir. I think that fits you perfectly. You're a classy guy. You I deserve appreciate a classy that. shirt. I do. I should show you. So I have on my Facebook memories from today is 
uh, our classy gentleman evenings from college from like 10 years ago. Oh, no. Which is where we used to all get together in our buddy's apartment and listen to uh, Michael Buble vinyls in suits and drink scotch and smoke cigars and play poker. So wow. you did have a finer things club. We did, basically, yeah. <laughs> kinda want, I kind of want that now. It was fun. I kinda want, want that. that. I can show you the I photos and stuff after. But uh, let's get these Olympics popping. All right. So the name of the game is professional resume, athletic and special skills resume, and Dwight Schrute trivia. Round two. Oh, man. Electric boogaloo. All right. (laughs) So, AJ, you can start. Okay. But very simple. If you don't know the, uh, if you get it right, you get a point. If you don't know, it'll pass to Nick to have a chance to answer, and then he can steal the point. Okay. 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 Simple. AJ is up first. According to Dwight, what shape contains all other shapes? Shape that includes all other shapes. Circle? Nope. It's the pyramid. It is the pyramid. That's a point for Nick. (laughs) Nick, you actually... Contains all other shapes inside it. And then Jim goes, I don't... (laughs) It's when he's doing the presentation. (laughs) Oh, that's right. In the saver store. That's right. It's the saver thing. God damn it. All right, fine. Okay, Nick. Got me. Uh, what is Dwight's favorite sport? Uh, table tennis? Yep. Ding, ding. Softball. That was a softball. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been had we not covered it extensively in this episode. <laughs> uh, AJ, according to Dwight, he's a certified blank fan. A certified fill-in-the-blank fan. A certified fan of something. Uh, uh, a certified. I actually don't remember what episode this is from, but I, I must have found it online. Wow! I started I started writing these like a while ago, and I finished them last night. This is that's a tough one, bro. Um, uh, I'm gonna since I couldn't if I can't answer it like it. I, it's I, Harry I Potter. I don't know it either. It's Harry oh. Potter, but I must and I must have found it online. At some point, he must have said I'm a certified Harry Potter fan. Okay, weird. Yeah, I, okay. Uh, um, uh, AJ, we're going to give you another one. Okay, yeah. Uh, name me a middle name for Dwight that isn't Kurt. <laughs> um, uh, Wilhelm. What's that from? Do you mean like? <laughs> are you looking for like fart? Yeah. Oh, oh, is that what you're saying? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I thought that's. I thought you were saying like he had a longer name. That's kind of how I interpreted it at first too. Sorry. That's our. We're doing terrible today. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, technically, that's a point to Nick. So he's two two zero on this. Sorry, Nick. Name me an. Name me an alter ego name for Dwight. Like Samuel L. Chang. Sure. Yep. AJ, you chance to pile on a point here. Diaper. Correct. <laughs> All right. I'll stop it there. Give me the one I wrote. Literally, the one I wrote down was diaper. Or if, if, or if example is needed, say diaper. Simple <laughs> Simple uh, okay. AJ, if you were Dwight's best man, what would he refer to you as? Um. My uh, my, it is my. I know what this is. Um, Make the tough call, Red. Nick. 
bestest minge. Correct. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I AJ. kept going to Mainz. So embarrassing. Minch. bestest minge. Yeah, that's an embarrassing. Who performs Guten Pranken? Uh, Nick. Yeah. Despite despite claiming he has the perfect immune system. Yeah. Which uh, which uh, ailment does Dwight also common or often suffer? Sorry, I phrased that weird, but you get it. Um, the perfect immune system. So he claims he has the perfect immune system, right? Yeah. In a different episode. He, he says something claims, else could take him out. He also says that he suffers this regularly. God, I don't know that one. Age? Is it... I, be, I believe it's one of two things. Ear infections? Oh, that's a good one. Or... Um, it has to do with his tiny nose. Sinus infection? Sin- uh, some, sin- um, it is sinus infection. Yeah. Yep. There you go. He's so, got I'll, it. Give it to yeah, him. Yeah, I'll give you the point. So it is uh, the teapot, remember? Teapot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so he's yeah. Like, I, yeah. He's, he's using like, it like a neti sinus pot. Infections yeah, yeah that's right. Good call. Uh, okay. A, was AJ. this on AJ? Yeah. Okay. Eight. According to Dwight, those who cannot farm, farm what? Farm. Uh, they. Uh, those who can't. Those who cannot farm. Farm. <laughs> oh God! I'm. I'm like right here. I'm. I'm at like eighty percent of every one of these answers, and I just can't. Nick, finish it up. Is it celery? It is celery. I was yep. gonna say asparagus, and I'm. <laughs> All Good right. Call. Well done. Nick, what what concert does Dwight want to take Clark to? Oh god, I don't remember this. I know I uh, like I remember it happening. I don't remember the answer. They're standing in the break room talking cuz it's when he's asking him about being a uh a fruit man uh, yeah, or a root, root man. A root right? man. Yep. Yep, yep. Is it a Doobie Brothers concert? Nope. AJ. <laughs> for some reason I believe I I don't know that this is it, but for some reason I want to say Ario Speedwagon. No. Is it Slayer? Slayer. Slayer. And I, my other guess was gonna be Megadeth, and that would have been a lot closer. Yeah. yeah. Fruit All right, man AJ. or root man. Got a couple uh, more. Okay. Is this a gay thing? This has four answers. I'll let you guys go back and forth. Oh, okay. All right. What is the names of Dwight's four most deadly weapons? What are the names of Dwight's four most deadly weapons? I will give you a hint. His four most deadly weapons are his hands and feet. Yeah. And he names them. Jeez. Is Fireball one of them? It is. Good job. Point for Nick. Is... The other three are easy because you just got to think of the line. You got to think of the line? Yeah, like when he's saying that line. Jesus, dude. Fireball. I only remember Fireball because him saying that and then him going, I'm out, dude. I I can't even think. Nick, you know in the the other three? I don't. I don't remember them off the top of my head. Is it Mr. and Mrs. something? No, it's Thrasher. Basher, Crasher, and, and Fireball. fireball. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, all right. Wow, I'm way off. All right. AJ, what year is Dwight's Trans Am? Uh, 19, uh, 1987. Correct. Good job. Nick, what word <laughs> I did hope Dwight... 1986 as a time machine because my Trans Am is at 87. <laughs> nice. Go ahead. Uh, what word did Dwight misspell in his grade school spelling bee? Failure. Correct. In front of the entire but, school. <laughs> and you know who's not a failure in this week's Office Olympus is Nick, the winner. That's like a that was like five to three. That was a heck yeah. of a win. Thank Dang, you. Good job. Well done, sir. I misspelled in front of the entire school the word failure. <laughs> <laughs> idiot, idiot, idiot. <laughs> oh, guys, there it is. Office Office Olympics. BJ is bringing it home. Nick taking the Thank title. You, um, we really appreciate you guys sticking through with us for Dwight season four. Um, there's some, uh, things on the horizon here coming up in the office world that we are going to be diving into next week on a, uh, little lazy Scranton episode. So make sure you tune in and get all the details of what's to come for the world of the office. Um, make sure you guys are following us on social media at Scotch Splenda. No, and no ampersand, just, uh, at Scotch Splenda. Send us over an email if you'd like to, scotchandsplendapodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're leaving us a review. Five stars if you can, if you're so inclined, and uh, write us a review. You can also leave us a fan theory inside that review. We would love to read it on air. Or by all means, call in, leave us a voicemail. Uh, That number is 319-359-7977. There it is, guys. We're going to jet out of here Until next time, we will catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Goodbye.